listening to Making Meaning Together. I'm Melanie Maxwell. And I'm Raina Young. We're talking about navigating our individual worlds together. We're so happy that you're joining us today. Hey, Raina. Hi, Melanie. How's it going? <laughs> so we've just been talking for an hour and a half, um, getting ready to record our first episode, which is this one. And it's been yeah. so fun already. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. I know I've been smiling the whole time and yeah, feeling excited. Yeah. So we are starting with, I thought of this idea because it's like, where do we even start? We have so much to talk about. Yeah. Let's use our business names to like guide our first two episodes. So yours is finding stillness. And I thought that would be really good right now, especially because of the holiday season. Mm. And I think also in winter, it can be sort of like an invitation into finding stillness that I think we can yeah. sometimes resist. What do you think? Totally. Yeah. I, that resonates <laughs> a lot. Um, Cause you know, it feels very, it's like a time of year when it can feel very busy. There's lots of different activities and there's lots of desires that I, like I have, but also my family and my friends and <laughs> my yeah. work and all the things. Yeah. And so like finding that space for ourselves can feel a little bit more challenging more than usual, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was reading about, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of this right now, which is kind of nice because for me, when the weather gets colder, which it does very quickly here in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, my brain is automatically like, oh no, I'm getting depressed. And this whole like seasonal depression thing, um, especially as soon as the, you know, night starts at 4.30 PM, (laughs) I start to panic. And what I've been reading about is how, you know, if we weren't bound to capitalism and productivity and that sort of thing, we would just be sort of in flow with nature and it wouldn't be a problem yep. that we're being invited into slowness and stillness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that there's, I mean, like this is something that I've been really working on honoring this year for myself is like being in the ebb and the flow of like yeah. being a human, you know, that we are as much as the earth is cyclical and the moon and mm-hmm. all the things, like we are also cyclical. And that is not something that I have ever been comfortable with. I am like, <laughs> Same, fair, I'm, yeah. I'm Capricorn rising. I would like to be like, you know, <laughs> diligently working on things all the time. Step, and step like, up, yes, always um, up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steady progression and no time for slowing down, no time yeah. for like a shift in energy. And yet I also, not to be very astrology focused at the moment, but like, this is always where I kind of like, no, I'm always very like understanding (laughs) it for myself. Um, I'm also have a lot of Pisces. And so I am very emotional. I was wondering where that like flowiness comes from. Cause you're like Aries, Aries, Capricorn. I'm like, where's the 
like yes where's the totally. sensitivity that I feel <laughs> exactly so yeah that's where yeah. it com- comes in for me and um and it's interesting because for a long time the, yeah the Aries and the Capricorn were like the thing that yeah. I focused on and I felt like it you know it, it aligns very much with our culture and in the, yeah, in the U.S. Totally. and like this start you know, things and keep going fire yeah. exactly yeah um and yet I I am not somebody and I don't know that there I mean even I think there are some people who really thrive with really just being in routine and doing the same thing over and over maybe my husband is actually somebody like that but for me <laughs> yeah. I am I am not. I am. I am sometimes very, very on, very fiery, very productive, very you know, f- moving forward, fast um, excitement. And then other times, I am emotional and tender and quiet, and I need that yeah. coziness and that stillness. And and actually, like one of the things, like the reason why finding stillness felt so um, resonant for me was that that is the place where I'm able to hold myself in both of those capacities with a mm. lot of just um, compassion, a lot of understanding, and to like honor that, like you were saying, like in this time of year, like it's probably a really good thing for me to slow down. And like, I always feel tired when it comes to autumn, without a doubt. And I, and with, I, over and over again, I go to the same thing of like, am I depressed? What's wrong with me? Yeah. What do like, I, need to I gotta do? fix it immediately. Exactly. <laughs> like, what do I need to do to change myself? Like, what could be the cause? Is yeah. it the food I'm eating? Is it, am I not <laughs> moving around enough? Like, um, yeah. maybe I need to read another book or take it's, another class. Is it gluten? Like, is it sugar? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Should I be doing yoga instead of walking? Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. As if there's yeah. some cure to feeling the way I feel, you know? Yeah. And and yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah, it's definitely something to like hold a lot of space for that it's not easy, but um, like, I think that's where like the the finding stillness, like I was kind of saying is that that's where I'm able to like, let my, allow myself the space and the time to actually feel into like, what is happening? Is there something that does need to change? Because sometimes there is, or is there something that just needs to be felt? And trusting that there will be that flow again after the ebb. Um, and yeah, I mean, and through all of that, just holding a lot of space for how uncomfortable it is. because <laughs> It's yeah. so much easier to say all of that than to like um, allow it without, you know, wanting to run away from the discomfort of it. Yeah, I think I'm hearing like the stillness is about the openness and the presence to what's happening right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I often talk about it as in um, finding stillness is meeting yourself in the moment, in the present moment, and Mm. allowing whatever is there to be enough, to be okay, um, and to not need to change it. Yeah. Yeah, which is hard. So, so So hard. hard. It takes courage for one to like be vulnerable enough because sometimes what we find in the stillness and in the moment is not comfortable at all. You know, yeah, sometimes it's grief and sometimes it's painful. And, and so, yeah, I mean, and sometimes what I find is like that I can't stay there for very long, you know, and, and knowing that that's okay too, you know, like that, Mm. you know, it's not like, it's not like you have to find stillness all the time, every day. Um, 
and yeah, and just honoring that like that's also okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not staying in stillness. It's finding yeah. stillness. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that you brought up the ebb and the flow because so Raina and I are both coached by Natalie Miller and this is something I started coaching with her uh how long ago? So I'm like losing <laughs> track of time. Last year summer anyway a little a while ago and this was something that I was really grappling with like the entire time we coached for like 10 months or so like the ebb and the flow and like it's okay to be in the ebb and she did this like metaphor tool with me and I pictured like a whale and how they move very slowly underwater until suddenly they burst out of the water and it's like this huge burst of sort of energy and then they go back down and they move very slowly and that's sort of and from talking with you we've talked about this before how like our energy will be in a huge burst and then it's like, okay, now I'm I'm down for a while. Yeah. And we never make, like, it's very hard to make that be okay. It's like, no, I'm supposed to figure out how to steady this thing and always be somewhere in the middle, but whales aren't just chilling on the surface, like going medium (laughs) speed. Why do we have to always be at medium speed? speed in the middle ground yeah I love that so much that makes so much sense and yet it's so hard like you know to give ourselves that permission um yeah I feel like yeah I mean god it's just like it's almost like kind of like whenever I think about it it feels a little tender like realizing how many years of my life I was Mm -hmm felt so uncomfortable with the fact that I was not just that whale at the exact like right at the surface <laughs> like yeah yeah you know um not jumping not you know really down in the depths just perfectly yeah. even keel um and I always felt like there was something wrong with me that you Same. know like what what is wrong with me was so many yeah. so like my thought over and over again um yeah yeah and like yeah so it's like even just like you know, every time I think about this and talk about it, it's like, oh, oh, just a lot of tenderness there of like that part of us and so many of us, I think, um, like living in a world where there is sort of an idea of what is good and right. Um, and there's not a lot of room and there's not a lot of like celebration or really talk about, um, you know, people who have emotions, which is all of us, you know, um, let yeah. alone like somebody who maybe is dealing with something bigger, like, um, you know, something where they really aren't able to regulate, um, and they need a lot of support in that. And like, I think it's just, it's hard to realize that so many of us are, um, in that space of like, there's something wrong with me because I'm not consistent mm. and I'm not always the same yeah. and it's not always, even keel um but yeah that's the work I think you know is yeah (laughs) and I think it makes sense that it's hard to be present with ourselves fully and like finding the stillness if what we uncover when we do that feels like we're not supposed to be that way exactly 
I'm not supposed to feel deep in the depths or I'm not supposed to feel exuberant and excited. Like we were talking about earlier, like exactly my excitement is like harms people in some way or Mm -hmm. my emotional depths are like harmful to people in some way, because what if that's not what, where they are? And so I think, and we're not supposed to be there. We're supposed to be like steadily plodding along our life journey always exactly. up but yeah. not too far up like just <laughs> exactly. up yeah we're on <laughs> a moderate pace just yeah fine fine fine, fine. Yep. exactly yeah <laughs> you know? but I yeah. think maybe that's why it can feel so tricky to yeah for you know some people who have a hard time meditating or journaling or even answering journaling prompts or yeah. being with their feelings or going to therapy all those things yep. I, I you know tell me what you think but i think it's because we judge what we find in that stillness as like not yeah. being okay 1000% i mean as you're saying that i'm like yeah that like i always wanted to journal but i could never get myself to do it i always wanted to meditate but i found that I wasn't doing it right and it wasn't working. And, um, and I always wanted to be like, even the funny thing too, is that I always also, I also do actually thrive with, with certain routines and certain things that I like daily practices. However, I could never get myself to really stick with anything because there was so much judgment about the way I was supposed to Mm. do it, that it was supposed to be perfect in some way. Um, based on what exactly? <laughs> like, what is this perfect that I was trying to get to? But, but yeah, it's like, it wasn't until, I mean, it was through a lot of support, actually, like it was therapy, and it was um, finding groups of women to be in community with, where actually going into that stillness felt like there was support. Like I wasn't doing it alone. Cause I think for a long time mm-hmm. I was trying to do it. Like I was trying to do the journaling and the meditation alone. And obviously that could work for some people, but for me, it was like, I, hell fucking no, I do not want to know what's <laughs> down there. Like, Oh my God. I would like, it's yeah. like, I would go down there and I'd be like, Oh, nope. Like I'm coming back out of that. Like I will go back to my numb. Yeah. I will go back to like, trying to be fine all the time because what's there feels too scary. Um, And then there's like, with that support, I was able to find that, oh, the fear of what I'll find is actually a lot bigger than what I find there. You know, like what's actually there inside me that's waiting to be felt and given space. Um, Usually for the most part, and this isn't for everybody, of course, but for me, usually it's not as big and dark and scary as I thought. Um, but it's really hard to, (laughs) it can be hard to like, you know, trust that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you brought up about sort of being in community or being in connection to do that. Yeah. I mean, just something I learned, um, in a course I took called the trauma of money is that, a key part of being regulated, like Mm -hmm. having our nervous system regulated is connection. So when we feel calm, so it's like an internal and connected. Yep. Yep. It can be to ourselves too, but I find it helps to connect to the outside world and other people. That's when we're able to experience those feelings or examine what we're experiencing or thinking or feeling 
without it totally overwhelming us. Yeah. And I've had that experience too, that it's, it's slightly different. Like I don't even think about <laughs> exploring. I don't know. There's, there's two things happening either. Mm-hmm. I think what it's one after another, I don't think about exploring what I'm thinking or feeling at all. It's just mm-hmm. not on my radar because someone mm-hmm. hasn't prompted me. Right. And then it just, overwhelms me when it reaches a breaking point and then I'm really feeling all the things and my feelings are so huge yeah and then I'm like oh I'm not supposed to be feeling this way this is so bad <laughs> like I'm better about not judging that now but that's definitely how it was before and I think I forget what I was saying <laughs> I was getting very into it and then I lost my thread. Um, But I like that you brought up connecting with other people because I think it's, it is hard to do on your own. I know for me, like I need coaching and or therapy always Mm -hmm. because I don't prompt myself to to feel the feelings until they're absolutely massive. And then it feels like too much for me to handle. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that that's, I mean, it resonates so much, of course, like that for so long, that was exactly my way of dealing with my feelings. It was like, I'm just going to cope, 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 cope until there's no more coping because I've pushed so much down that like, there's only so much room inside of me to hold all of that. Right. And so it's like, it was just, um, and, and that's such a, like for me personally, that was a hard place to be in because I, I didn't think also like that connecting to ourself and community, like it was hard because I wasn't connecting to myself. I was like Mm -hmm. trying to force myself to be like something else um, instead of actually like honoring and connecting to who I am and my experience. Um, and then that Pete, like, and then something that really more recently, like I think this last year is the connecting to something bigger, you know, whether that's mm. the universe or like, you know, my guides or what, however that sort of feels in the moment or like my community of people like you, you know, where I feel I, when I'm in that feeling of like, who am I? Is this normal? I hate this. I can't like, oh no, I'm, I must be broken. You know, like, like, what's wrong with me? I'm having, I'm not feeling a like heightened sense of excitement. You know, like, I think like, you know, I, I don't feel that like flow. I'm in the, I'm in the ebb. I'm in the more internal. And it's like, I often like, I'll, I'll message you. Right. And I'll just be like, yeah. oh, I feel weird today. I don't know. And you know, yeah. there's something so powerful about like releasing that being mm. witnessed in it and then having the space to be like, okay, whew, it doesn't feel like it's holding on to me so much anymore. Um, like, okay, I think I can, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm curious if it would be interesting to talk about how we went from, because I have the same experience. Like I said, I don't tend to not feel my feelings unless prompted or it explodes. Like, yeah. And you're talking about also that self-connection. Yeah. How did you move from not being self-connected to being able to actually do that for yourself and feel your feelings and find stillness 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I feel like that's a, like, I love that question. And it's like, my mind is like, Oh my God. Like it's such, it was such a winding and, you know, long yeah. path, I think. And I think I'm very much and probably forever will kind of be on that path. You know, I think that's something yeah, totally. like I, that's another thing actually that I think I was able to acknowledge for myself, which allowed me to explore this is knowing that I am not trying to get somewhere. I don't need mm. to fix myself. I don't yeah. need to change something about, I really, I don't believe that we have to change anything about ourselves. I think my, my personal belief is that we are totally whole in, in our true nature, you know, in our, in the expression of our, ourself, we are totally whole and there's, we're enough where, you know, all of those things. And so when I finally started to kind of like start to like, I mean, and honestly, in a lot of ways, I think it's like the part of me that was tired of feeling alone, you know, I was mm. finally just done with it. It was really after, um, after having my first son, I started seeing a therapist, but that was like, very like it's like to get to the depths of where I needed to go to be able to be comfortable yeah. with stillness took a while and I think that was really mostly that first um time seeing a therapist was about just like feeling safe right um yeah because I had a, a just the birth was traumatic and a lot of other things and so just like getting myself to feeling safe and then after having my second child um like about three years later that was when I was like, I don't want to just feel safe. I want to feel like I love myself. Like I, I want to feel mm. this aliveness that I, I see in other people I hear about, like, but how do I find that? Um, and I think that was where like, probably the thing that like, I don't think it was just one thing, of course. Um, but one of the most actually powerful things that kind of, I look back to as sort of like a little catalyst was actually mm. do like dedicating myself to doing um like a, a practice daily for and I did it for a hundred days which honestly oh yeah <laughs> I mean it blew my mind because I had never done anything for more than like 10 days like literally nothing I think brushing my teeth is the one habit that I could think of that I had done for more than for you know consistently <laughs> yeah, right same. yeah yeah um, and so there was something about the power of like not proving to myself because that sounds kind of weird but there was something about having done something that I knew would help me that I trusted would help me even on days when I didn't want mm. to even on days when I was like my mind I mean sitting here doing this five minute meditation and I gave myself a lot of space like it didn't have to be at a certain time of the day didn't have to be a certain just five minutes or more which luckily you know I felt like I could find five minutes um and yeah. there was something about the power of of proving to myself that I'm not broken in the sense that like I can do something for myself every day that's just for me and it's not for anyone else, not to prove it myself to anyone. It's not technically productive. There's no outcome I can get from it really. Um, yeah. And I think that like that led to a lot of other things, like the confidence that I built in myself through that little mini practice, which sounds, it sounds small, but for me, it was huge. It was really, really huge. Um and the confidence I built there kind of like, you know, spread out to like joining a women's group where we would meet once a week. And, and sh literally all we did was just share what, how we were feeling 
Um, and yeah. at first I was like, is this all we're, and I was like, this is the most powerful thing ever. But at first I was yeah. like, is this all we, all we do? Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was like, and, and so I was like, there was that. And then there was, yeah, all these other little things that sort of sparked and then, you know, joining the coach training and meeting you. And so it's like, I think it was something in me way back when this happened after having my, my second son that just, yeah, there was like a little seed that was ready for something different. Um, that was ready to just trust. Um, yeah. And I don't think that it would have come any sooner, even though in my mind, I'm like, if only I had known this sooner, if only I had, you know, I know, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like to me, tell me where I'm wrong, which is one of our favorite, uh, coaching tools um it sounds like to me that 100 days was new in the sense that you were dedicating yourself to yourself yeah if even just for five minutes like yeah in it in like a I matter I'm prioritizing myself kind of way yeah yeah absolutely I mean I think you know like when you have your second child, like the first one, it's hard. And the second one, you're like, was it hard? Like, <laughs> cause you know, you've got, you've got the toddler running around. And so, yeah, I think it was, it was a powerful expression, not just, I, I, I really appreciate you bringing that up. Cause it's not just like, it didn't even need to be meditation. I think it could have been taking myself for a walk around the block. It could have been kind of anything where I was choosing myself, um, choosing myself mm-hmm. every single day. Um, and then in choosing myself, realizing that I have a lot of choice, you know, like that there, that that's like, it just sort of builds this muscle of, right. of realizing I have choice. Um, and like Natalie always says, you know, we exist at choice. Um, and how powerful is that versus, you know, for so long, I think I felt like I'm broken and I have no, I have no choice about being broken and I just am broken. And yet I would like try to fix myself. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that you picked five minutes because tell me if this resonates. I, because I felt broken, I would create this elaborate plan for all the ways I was this, you know, other things have not worked, but if I go all in on this, this will definitely fix me. And then because it was so <laughs> much and the goal was not let me dedicate myself to myself. It was, let me stop being like myself. Yeah. It would always fail every time. And there's no way I would get a hundred days done of Mm -hmm. something that was like a 30 minute. I mean, I sort of recently did a, like a challenge myself to do something and it was definitely about choice. And it was like, I can choose, I can choose. And yeah, I think there's something to be said about it being only five minutes mm-hmm. and not this yes. massive yeah. overhaul to prove that I'm good at good like the other people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like it that's that's so true. I think another thing that it's bringing up is um not to like throw out a book, but like I did read a book around that time um called You Are a Badass at Habits, I think it was it's uh Jen Sin I can't ever pronounce Sincero, her last name. I think. Sincero, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um so Jen Sincero and I read that book. Um, I think my husband gave it to me as a Christmas present. <laughs> and um, and so I like, I read it and I don't know, it's like part of what she talks about is like 
you know, not setting yourself up for like this crazy elaborate plan. That's like all yeah. like takes the entire day and like every, you know, thing needs to be structured. And, and I'm yeah. the same way. Like especially I especially had... like it must be done upon waking. I will mess that up day yep. two for sure. <laughs> same here. I mean, I, I really truly think that it was a combination of knowing that it was a choice, that it wasn't something yeah. I had to do for anyone else. Um, yeah. and that it was a, little chunk of time like I literally uh, like many days I would just do it right before bed you know was like and and some and it really like when that would happen I'd have to really watch my own thought process of oh Mm -hmm. you should have done this in the morning and you know like oh this doesn't really count because you're doing it before bed but I was like actually it does count I am taking five minutes to be with myself um and you know like I think yeah and 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 yeah again like it's just that's the power of like of habit and of choosing ourselves and of doing something, whatever we choose it to be, um, you know, in, in repetition, however that looks, because you, you like, you learn something about yourself. If not for, if nothing else, you learn that you can do it and you can choose yourself. Um, and for me, that was very powerful because truly, I don't think, I don't think I had ever experienced that, which sounds like, it almost sounds weird to say that, but I really, I hadn't chosen myself consistently ever in my life. Um, I was very much outward focused on other people, other people's needs and, and that little thing. And then like, you kind of, yeah, you kind of can build on that. You know, it's like, I would do the meditation. And then like, I think a year later I did the artist way and I, and I Mm. added to my sort of routine of doing morning pages. Um, Now I have several things I do every day um, as sort of daily practices that support my, my like self-regulation and like being in the ebb and flow really. Um, And, but if you had, like, if I had asked myself to do the things that now feel very supportive and natural, Mm. um, I would never have, I would never have been able to do them if I hadn't like given myself a lot of space to slowly build and, and try things out and realize that, oh, that's not for me. Like that doesn't actually support me. And I don't need, I don't have to do it just because I said I was going to do it. You know, Um, (laughs) that's the other thing. It's like getting more in tune with ourselves and what do we need as individuals? Yeah. So why, like what, what do you get from finding stillness? Because it's like you said, hard to choose yourself, even for five yeah. minutes. Like I, yeah, I'm really imagining, is. like past Raina, like oh well, the, the kids need me, and so I maybe yeah. I'll skip it today. No, I won't skip it today. Oh, but I just like <laughs> you know because yeah, you know I've been there. Um, yeah. Why keep coming back to it? Yeah. Um, that's such a good question because like, literally that's what would happen. I mean, and I remember before I decided to do this, um, I think someone had like, my, my uncle is a, is a, um, a Buddhist teacher. So, um, he had like asked me like, Oh, like, um, you know, he, we, he has a whole practice that he does as a Buddhist, but he, you know, he'll ask me like, how's your practice going? And, um, and I would always be like, oh, well, you know, I've got two kids and like, it's just not going. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you even asking me? Um, and so like, I was definitely holding the belief that I had no choice, that this was not mm-hmm. like, I have no, what are you talking about? I am a mom. I can't choose to do five minutes alone every day. Um, and so, yeah, like it, it, I feel like it, um, it's, 
what what keep kept me coming back to it was well one was watching myself shift like even like it's amazing mm-hmm. how even five minutes and some days I would do you know 10 minutes um I don't think I really ever did more than 10 minutes though um but just having that time to be with myself and watching how it actually helped me to be a better mom not that that's the goal like not that I was doing it to be a better mom because I think sometimes that can be hard if that's our reason um yeah but it did it trickled out like I I felt more patient and even when I didn't feel patient I felt like I was able to hold more space for myself in that um and I think ultimately though it's like I liked the way I felt better doing it than the way I felt when I didn't you know yeah (laughs) I felt a lot better when I chose myself than when I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember like my first time finding stillness, which sounds funny, yeah. but like, yeah. um, and I wasn't actually looking for it. Like I wasn't trying yeah. to create oh, it. I and I, so I was like, I think I was maybe late middle school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always had this sort of fascination with, other I grew up strict Catholic and I always had this fascination with what other people do their practices their beliefs um that sort of thing at the time I was also very obsessed with my weight so I started doing yoga mostly from trying to change my body yeah um but also there was just something like pulling me to it and I Mm -hmm. remember doing this this was like way, way back. I had like on my iPod, there was yeah. like an audio yoga class. Um, <laughs> and so I, I did it. that. And I remember like feeling just everything sort of fade away and being yeah. having that space, like actually sort of observing mm-hmm. my feelings and my body sort of in yeah. a less like in a sort of detached in a good way kind of way yeah and be like whoa like I can feel this way because at the time it was like so much inner turmoil about hating Mm -hmm. myself hating my body like hating everything about myself and when I did like practiced yoga I had even just like a few minutes here, a few minutes there, a few minutes here where there was nothing happening in my brain and I could just like be there and it felt incredible. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) totally. I love that so much because I think that's like such a powerful example of how it's not like finding stillness is not about the activity you're doing when you find that stillness. You know, it can be It can be like, I often feel it when I'm walking in the woods, like that's a really connected Mm. space for me. Um, But it it could happen in meditating, in yoga. It can happen when you're journaling. It can happen when you're, you know, like sometimes I like to lay down in the middle of my living room in the middle of the day and just stare at the ceiling. (laughs) So it makes me think of being a kid and, you know, just have nothing to do and you're just daydreaming about things. And, you know, it can be that it can be so many different it can be be it it can be in a setting where you're with other people and you're you know being coached or in therapy like but I think the most amazing thing about it and the thing that I just feel very um excited and um enlivened by is like 
that we all have access to it. And the more we allow ourselves to be with ourselves, the more we get to know ourselves. And Mm -hmm. what better thing than to know the one person you will be with your whole life, you know, and to give that, give yourself space to, to be seen and to be chosen. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. I like that you're saying this because I will admit when you're talking about daily practices, I'm like, oh God, I have no daily practices. I have no methodical way of finding stillness. (laughs) Maybe I need to fix that. (laughs) No, (laughs) of course. Um, But I like that we started talking about this sort of, because I think sometimes I, I find it in any moment, but it is sort of intentional. Sometimes yeah. it's accidental and sometimes it's intentional. Mm-hmm. I find it often when I'm cooking um, mm-hmm. because I'm doing something with my hands and it's engaging my yeah. senses. A, yeah. a lot of the stillness for me has like a sensory component. I love that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hearing the wind through the trees or I'm smelling what I'm cooking and it sort yeah. of quiets the chatter in my brain yeah and for me like if I think the main thing that I would say I get out of finding stillness um either by accident or on purpose um (laughs) is like this feeling that I'm not alone even though I am completely alone most of the time that I'm doing that I am able to find stillness because children um who are yelling for <laughs> snacks don't it I mean, a little bit harder. Don't usually yell at me, but like, sometimes when I'm focused, it's like mom, mom, mom. It's like, can't you see I'm doing something yeah. right now? Well, that's the most prime time that they need you. <laughs> yeah. Hello. She's perfectly available. Um yeah. What but usually I am alone and I'm in that moment of stillness, but I would never feel more connected to the world around me. It's sort of an interesting feeling. I remember we were talking about this, how it almost feels uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because you feel simultaneously like in yourself and alone in yourself, but so connected to the world in kind of a more spiritual way and not so Mm -hmm. much like uh I can hear people or see people it's just like I am like part of people yeah (laughs) that makes sense totally that makes so much sense like even when you were describing like you know hearing the wind in the trees and smelling the smells and experiencing the experience of cooking like those are all things that are very rooted in the present moment, the pre- like yeah. the space you're in, the place you're in, the people you're around, the, and like the sense that I feel like that's such a beautiful, like, I just love that. Cause that is like, that's exactly what I feel too. It's like this sense of connectedness. And I think it's why, like, I think it just makes me think back to like the question that you asked about, why did I keep coming back to it? And it's mm. like, I think I felt very disconnected and alone. And it was like this little moment where I was choosing myself and I was also feeling connected. And I think it's like, that's, yeah, it's a powerful thing to like, one, not feel alone. Um, and two, to feel connected. Like there's, a, there's a simultaneous thing, like where you're, yeah, like you're supported. Like there's something, there's a thread mm-hmm. that's connecting you to the present. And, and I love that it like, it can be in the senses. Like it doesn't have to be this grand idea of like the universe and 
you know, I don't know that like we're all like, and it can be, which is also really cool. To me, I it can feel be, that. Yeah. Uh, me too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. let's be the honest. The universe like, that's, is fast and I feel yes. it all. Yes, yeah. exactly. And like, to me, that's yeah. like, that's the expansion of it. Like at first it's like, it definitely was just, I'm here and like, I'm with myself and I'm, st- and I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm having my five minutes, but the more I've like expanded that, it, it feels that way. It feels like huge. Yeah. Yeah. It feels huge. Yeah. And, and, and there's so much more possibility. Like I mm-hmm. was so alone being in that aloneness and not wanting to be with myself because I was afraid of what was there, I think was also really cutting me off from feeling any of that connectedness. Um, mm, that's so good because like when I'm thinking about middle school, Melanie, who was doing yoga in her room. Yeah. I love that. That That is how I used to feel. Like I felt very alone, like yeah. very in my own head. And we've talked about this where, cause we're not, we're not like permanently in, in stillness, you know, we oh, still no. have yeah. those <laughs> moments all the time, which is why yeah. we're pretty good at, you know, moving out of it yeah. <laughs> because we experience it a lot, yeah. but that sort of tunnel vision thing. And something I learned going back to like trauma, the brain sort of thing. Um, we, when we're triggered, we go into tunnel vision, which makes it harder to get, get out of whatever is triggering us, like gain space from it. And I think like that I can sort of track the tunnel vision expanding yeah. Over the years where I kept coming back to myself and finding moments of stillness, yeah. like either on purpose or by accident. Yeah, <laughs> like totally. Sometimes it would be like, I'm at a breaking point. I like, I can't experience the outside world. And that's how I would find stillness totally. at the time. Yep. Yeah. Like postpartum big time was like, yeah. everything's too much. Like I can't. It was just mm-hmm. like, a, I can't and everything faded away. And that's how I found stillness. Totally. But I can sort of track the, I remember very vividly, especially in middle school, feeling very tunnel visioned, completely isolated. Like just, it makes you not want to continue. Like whatever yeah, that totally. means. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why bother? I mean, nothing to anybody. It very, yep. you know, isolated. Yes. And that stillness expands and expands and expands the tunnel vision to where like now I think we, when we are in that still place, we feel so connected. And to me, like that, that feeling of connected to everything and all people has grown and grown and grown. And it feels huge now, like in a very beautiful, like alive way, going back to what you said about that sort of aliveness feeling. Totally. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think that like that tunnel vision is where like, those are the moments where I feel the overwhelm, like the, like just completely crippled, um, like, self-doubt like all of those things are in that space and you know it's like it's also worth saying that like it's it can be really scary to want to move anywhere you know when you're in that space yeah. like like I remember you can only see like the quite literally the brain can only see what's right in front of you you can't exactly. like you just yeah. can't yeah yeah totally totally and so it's like you know not sometimes the idea of like like peaking 
like looking out from the tunnel, you know, is like, oh, oh no, 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 no. Like I will do yeah. anything I can to just not have to actually be present with myself because this is the worst feeling ever, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I think that's like, that's, that's the fear is that there won't be anything outside the tunnel, that the tunnel goes on forever, you know, that yeah. I will be in here forever. And, and yeah, that is we, permanent and right. stuck that way. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, um, and then there's that little glimmer and that little expansion, that opening and that like peaking and noticing and like, just, you know, maybe tiptoeing out. <laughs> it's like often how I do it. Like, is anyone out there? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And just, yeah. Holding a lot of space for that. And then hopefully, yeah. Feeling more and more of that expansiveness. I love, I love how you described that. I don't know how to end this because this is our first <laughs> episode. So I kind of want to end it the way we might end when we coach each other, which we yeah. love doing. Totally. Um, because I think it could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> what is something that you want to do to find stillness maybe mm. today or tomorrow? Oh, I love that question. That's exactly what I need to do today. <laughs> um, <laughs> versus like the part of my brain that's like, I have a long list and I have to do all the things. Of course. <laughs> um, so thank you for asking that question so that I can actually embody this whole idea. Um, yeah, I think, hmm, I think for me today as it, it might be as simple as, as just taking a nap, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, which is very down, not simple when up. you're a mom, but exactly, yeah, exactly. So naps are powerful. <laughs> they are, yeah, yeah. The other thing I'm imagining is like the sun. The sun just peeked out from the clouds. It's been raining here in Portland, and mm -hmm. so, and earlier while Melanie, Melanie, and I were talking, I saw a coyote, and so I'm like, Ooh, maybe I should go for a little walk, even if it's a short one. That'd be cool. That might be good. Yeah, just be with myself for a minute there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what about you? What what are you what would what would feel supportive for you in finding stillness today? Yeah. So uh, part of me is like, oh my God, I have to make dinner. And then Evelyn <laughs> has um what I think it's hilarious, but since COVID, sometimes Scouts is on Zoom. Um yeah. <laughs> which is very funny, a bunch of like six and seven year olds on Zoom. I can imagine <laughs> trying the leader trying to talk. Um so, and where it's very dark, very cold, yeah. they tend to, instead of having a meeting place, they're yeah. either outdoors or indoors. And now indoors is at home on Zoom. So anyway, <laughs> it's cookie night. It's cookie mm. night. I have to set her up like she's a, <laughs> she's a recipe vlogger with my phone. And oh so gosh, that they cute. can watch her. It's like live, live making cookies. So I have to get all the ingredients ready. Okay and like prepare her space so that she can be on camera get her little oh beavers gosh. hat on <laughs> which is very that. fun but it definitely stresses me out so anyway because I have that coming up I'm just gonna sit here for a few minutes and mm -hmm. like not pick up my phone yet which is right there totally and just like <laughs> breathe I have my candle it smells very nice so mm. like that sensory thing just sort yeah. of breathe here for a little bit before I go set up cookie making extravaganza 
I love that. (laughs) I love that so much. And I'm so excited to hear about the cookie making because I hope you send me a picture. That sounds very cute. cute. They did it last year. (laughs) Very cute. I will send you a picture. (laughs) I'm like just imagining my, my little one Kai would love that. So do they all bake cookies at the same time? Yeah, and they pick the recipes, and it's very entertaining. The scout leader is like, so Evelyn, what have you got there? And of course, the kids, for some (laughs) reason, they're put on the spot, and they forget everything they've ever known. Oh, my God. I mean, I still forget everything I've ever (laughs) known when someone asks me a question. I don't know my middle name anymore. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) uh, Eggs. Like... He can't hear you. <laughs> totally. Eggs. Like, <laughs> oh my very gosh. Sweet, very cute. And then you'll hear the occasional unmuted seven year old go, Hey, mom. Like, <laughs> it's yes. very chaotic, but very cute. So I was going to say that. Fun. Yeah, that does sound like an involved parent activity. Like, you can't, you know, yes. you know, at that age, you can't just like give them the stuff and turn it I on. Know. <laughs> so. That sounds really good, though. Yeah, so I'm going to breathe a little bit before I go set up cookie cookie nice. making. That sounds so good. I love that. I loved mm. talking about finding stillness with you. Yeah. And next time we're going to swap and talking yes. about finding magic in the deep. So I'm excited for that. Me too. And yeah, it's our first episode. And I don't know what to say. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. And it's, yeah, such a dream to be here doing this with you, Melanie. So I'm very yes. honored and excited and excited for the future of it too. So yeah, Me all too. the excitement. <laughs> I know we're like trying to contain it, but we've know, already been like... talking for two and a half hours having the most fun. It's like, okay, okay, okay. Yep. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us in this conversation on making meaning together. For the full listener experience, subscribe to our Substack at makingmeaningtogether.substack.com. The link is also in the show notes. We hope you'll join us again soon.